0: today is wandering around an Albuquerque airport terminal by Naomi Shahib Nye. After learning my flight was detained four hours, I heard the announcement, if anyone in the vicinity of gate 4A understands any Arabic, please come to the gate immediately. Well, One pauses these days. Gate 4A was my own gate. I went there. An older woman in full traditional Palestinian dress, just like my grandma wore, was crumpled to the floor, wailing loudly. Help, said the flight service person. Talk to her. What is her problem? We told her the flight was going to be four hours late, and she did this. I put my arm around her and spoke to her haltingly. Shudaw Ashu Biduk Habibti? And I went on in Arabic. The minute she heard any words she knew, however poorly used, she stopped crying. She thought. Our flight had been canceled entirely. She needed to be in El Paso for some major medical treatment the following day. I said, No, no, we're fine. You'll get there just late. Who is picking you up? Let's call him and tell him. We called her son, and I spoke with him in English. I told him. I would stay with his mother till we got on the plane and would ride next to her. Southwest. (laughs) Product placement. She talked to him. Then we called her other sons just for the fun of it. Then we called my dad and he and she spoke for a while in Arabic and found out, of course, They had 10 shared friends. (laughs) Then I thought, just for the heck of it, why not call some Palestinian poets I know and let them chat with her? This all took up about two hours. She was laughing a lot by then, telling about her life, answering questions she had pulled out a sack of homemade mamul cookies. Little powdered sugar crumbly mounds stuffed with dates and nuts out of her bag and was offering them to all the women at the gate. To my amazement, not a single woman declined one. It was like a sacrament. The traveler from Argentina, the traveler from California, the lovely woman from Laredo. We were all covered with the same powdered sugar and smiling. There are no better cookies. And then the airline broke out the free beverages from huge coolers, non-alcoholic. And the two little girls for our flight, one African-American, one Mexican-American, ran around serving us all apple juice and lemonade. And they were covered with powdered sugar, too. And I noticed my new best friend, by now we were holding hands, had a potted plant poking out of her bag. Some medicinal thing with green, furry leaves. Such an old country traveling tradition. Always carry a plant always stay rooted to somewhere, and I looked around that gate of late and weary ones and thought, this is the world I want to live in, the shared world. Not a single person in this gate, once the crying of confusion stopped, had seemed apprehensive about any other person. They took the cookies. I wanted to hug all those other women too. This can still happen anywhere. Not everything is lost.
1: This can still happen anywhere. Not everything is lost, says. I love this idea that at any moment there is a possibility of creating belonging. At any moment, anywhere, the possibility of a deeper connection, of some truer community. All is not lost, Nye says, but the truth underlying this is that something, something has already crept between us. In the poem, Nye alludes to some people's discomfort with those of Arabic background. Nye's little story is a miracle because there are already so many things that have encroached between us. I am here, though, as a UU minister because Unitarian Universalism has a healing answer to this. Because as a faith, we are a people who, from our earliest, universalist roots, believed that all souls ultimately belong to God or the divine. Because we affirm the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Because we affirm the injustice in the world and commit to overcoming it because we long for a world community with justice and compassion for everyone. And thus, we are a people who create belonging for everyone, especially those who are excluded and treated unfairly. That's who we are. That is why we must always be creating a longing. There's something already to overcome. Whatever society has created, wherever society is dismissing groups of people because of skin color, because of national origin, sexual orientation, gender identity, physical ability, age, class. These are the people who are already being told in places throughout their lives that they do not belong. And if we are not explicitly creating belonging for these people, what are we creating? Always be creating belonging. It is a practical maximum for everyday life. We live in a country and a world with increasingly divisive politics. Perhaps you have noticed. (laughs) Attention though, to this increasingly divisive politics and to communication in echo chambers, in social media and other areas, has exacerbated this divisiveness. Even if you're not a member of a marginalized group, you may increasingly wonder if you belong somewhere because of this heightened sense of division, whether it's really there or not. So if we are not actively creating belonging, we may be losing our sense of belonging. For anyone. Beyond this, belonging is is a joy. Creating belonging is a way of saying, I love you. Not amorous love or even familial love, but still a form of love. And because love is a verb rather than an action, we must continually re-enliven it. We must continually breathe life into it. Like the elder woman creating belonging in her community, we must keep keeping it going. What would fill the void if any one of us stopped announcing belonging in our lives? What would creep in? The energy of alone, of rejection, fear, unfriendliness would seep into these relationships if they're not nurtured with belonging. Your family, They feel you don't love them if you don't say it. If no neighbors come to you and you say nothing to them, you may feel one another is disinterested. If we are not creating belonging, doubt creeps in. So we must always be creating belonging. It is never a one-and-done action. Okay, belonging is important. I hope you agree. But how do we create it? Do we create belonging here? Yes, we do. In this church, we say a welcome at the beginning of every single service that specifically names a welcome for people who are marginalized, who are experiencing rejection out in society. We name this at the beginning of every worship service. Is this creating belonging? Yes. Is it enough? Of course not, or I wouldn't have a whole rest of a sermon to deliver to you. (laughs) Belonging involves not only having someone say, you are welcome here, not only having your physical presence accepted here, not only being called by your true name and pronouns. Belonging means that your deeper self is seen, seen and validated and wanted belonging means that your struggles are witnessed understood and shared we will shoulder the burden with you belonging means that your growth and sustenance are nurtured here and accountable and encouraged belonging takes time and well it should time to create belonging so that your truth is part of the communal truth and our shared truth is part of each person's truth. Today, after worship, you have an opportunity to talk to two people that are weaving a net of belonging in this congregation in covenant groups, also called small groups. Lindsey Muirhead and Jeff Wilklo are here and you can get started in a covenant group. Why covenant groups? Small groups are a place to reflect on the theme of the month, issues in the world, and express what it truly means to you. To have that expression witnessed, to have that meaning cared for in a small circle of people who you get to know on a deeper level, deeper than you could get to know over a dozen lovely sunday conversations because you are taking time to listen carefully to one another to hold one another accountable to your hopes so that one week after you say something after many weeks somebody can say but this isn't what you longed for before tell us more you can be held to your deeper truth and create a shared truth with others it is a beautiful powerful place we create belonging and community. And the belonging that the people in the covenant group build, it spreads out in myriad ways throughout the congregation. That sense of belonging, that feeling of belonging is a gift, and when you receive it, you may more easily give it to everyone else that you meet. It is a gift for those who can take part in a covenant group and a gift to everyone else who interacts with them. So... If you are sure that a covenant group or a small group just doesn't fit with your life or your needs or your comfort or your schedule, I still encourage you to find out more about them and think about it for the future. Find out more. It doesn't hurt. Another way we create connections is through fun social events, like the auction coming up on Saturday. It's an important one because we have something for everyone in the community there of all ages. And all ages are welcome. Not only that, when you participate in the fun activity of the auction and the playfulness of the auction, which is another important thing we need to do to belong, which is to play, when you're there, you sign up for other activities throughout the year, for really inventive activities, like an ugly sweater party. Shameless plug there. That's mine, for those who don't know. (laughs) This is an opportunity to play and enjoy together, and it is an important, a vital part of being a human being and belonging in a community. So let us enjoy. Let us play. Let us come to the auction. What more shall we do to create belonging? Recall the notion that for many folks, because of their skin color, gender identity, Sexual orientation, physical ability, age, or class, they are already told in our society that they don't belong. These are the groups that are already unsure if they belong here. Many houses of worship say all are welcome, for example, but they specifically exclude the LGBTQ community. Workplaces can fire someone for being gay in many states. Restaurants that would appear to be open to all can refuse to serve someone for being transgender. It is not obvious to the LGBTQ community, it is not safe for them to assume that they are welcome anywhere in our present society. Yet in 1999, this congregation completed its first welcoming congregation application. And since 1999, for 20 years, We have known ourselves to be a welcoming congregation, specifically welcoming the LGBTQ community. If you search on the UUA website for this congregation, you see a little rainbow emblem to indicate that we are a welcoming congregation. We have done this for 20 years and it is fitting and appropriate and well timely that we renew our status now since 2018, the Unitarian Universalist Association, our national denominational association, has asked that all welcoming congregations renew their status every year or so. <laughs> and they did this because groups within the UUA, LGBTQ groups, gay and lesbians, as well as transgender, gender non-binary, queer individuals, and the leaders in trust, transgender UU, Leaders, I forget what trust stands for. They have been informing the UUA about their needs. And we would think that in 20 years, things change. Laws have changed. Discrimination has continued, although it may have evolved. So here we are 20 years later, and the association has heard the wisdom from our LGBTQ Unitarian Universalists, the wisdom that we need to renew our welcoming status. There are yet new things we must learn There are new ways we need to say belonging. And we must keep saying, you belong here. You are us. You belong here. And I want to recognize the members of Akatink who are leading us in this welcoming renewal. Will the members of True Akatink Colors please raise your arms high or stand up as you're willing so that we can appreciate you and know who you are. True Akatink Colors. If you're involved in track colors, thank you. There are many people leading this effort and helping us understand how to do the renewal. There's a lot involved, wonderful opportunities for education and advocacy, but also opportunities to proclaim our welcome. One thing that the Unitarian Universalist Association and many, many, many welcoming congregations do is proclaim the welcome and make it obvious. Where can we make it obvious? on our sign and on our website. People who are coming here perhaps for the first time, members of the LGBTQ community, may be very unsure approaching us. But with a sign, a rainbow sign moving to the trans sign or some other way of showing that, they can know not only is this a safe congregation for me, but they're proud of it. They are proud to welcome me here. And so they can come in with joy. So I appreciate Truacatink Colors for all of your leadership that has started and will continue as we undergo the welcoming process and proclaim it proudly wherever we can. Belonging cannot be assumed. It must be continually created, especially for those who with good reason might doubt it. One thing we are called to do is to look at where we can renew our belonging statements. Are there places, new places, where we must focus our belonging? I'm grateful for this congregation's 20-year commitment to welcoming and our ongoing affirmation of the inherent worth and dignity of every person. Our principles acknowledging the injustice in the world and our commitment to continue healing it. But we must not stop here. Our covenant groups do more. It is true. They will be a warm and lasting foundation of belonging for each and every person who is in one, regardless of background or age or identity. Each person in the groups will share that sense of belonging with the wider congregation. We will continue to grow as we always have, continue to grow in belonging and continue to be beautiful because belonging is our ongoing project without end and it is a joy to engage in it. And I have to ask, with all of this pride and joy and hope in this community, I have to ask us, who is left out? race, gender, sexual orientation, physical ability, class, age, who is left out? And there are more groups I could name. Are we building a welcome for all ages? I watch us plan intergenerational events with great joy. Youth and children engage in worship leadership. People of all ages, including elders, lead in worship and across the congregation. When we plan events, we consider the needs of people of all ages. And can we do more? Surely we are not done finding belonging and welcoming for all ages in our congregation. Are there ways we can welcome the joyful sounds of a young one who needs to be present with her family? Yes, that is a joy. And is there more we can do? I wonder, as we age, as we each also bring with us diverse bodies, what are we doing to ensure our facility and our events are welcoming for all bodies? I am encouraged and hopeful, very hopeful, when I see the efforts of the Welcoming Improvements Now Task Force. Anybody here from that task force? I know you're here. Putting you on the spot. Thank you. Welcoming Improvements Now. I hope everyone, especially anyone with an ability challenge of any form or who knows someone with an ability challenge, will complete the Welcoming Improvements Now survey so we can be best informed. And then I hope that we will all support the efforts that the Welcoming Improvements Now Task Force ushers us and encourages us to do as a result of the survey. As much as we celebrate our beautiful acts of creating belonging, and all that we do, and boy, we do a lot. We do so much. We must be attuned to where we yet need to create belonging and let it not feel like a burden because creating belonging is an act of saying, I love you. It is an absolute joy to get to say we belong. So as much as we do, I know we are not done. There are other groups left out class are we yet the church for everyone for those who cannot pledge large amounts are we sustainable how can we create a vision of sustainability so that we can continue to be the church for everyone forever race In a time of rising hate speech and violence against people of color, in a time when racial bias and violence are an ongoing tragedy we're all used to hearing about, when people of color must wonder if they are safe, let alone welcome, in a house of worship, a shopping store, or another space, beyond our welcome words, are we silent? Can our silence mean anything other than silence meant for the elder woman in the neighborhood? We are a brave and welcoming people. I know we are. I believe we will all support new efforts that I hear are percolating from the Social Justice Committee to form a Black Lives UU of Akateng. At the national level, Black Lives Unitarian Universalist has helped to usher in new opportunities for the association, to become truly anti-oppressive, anti-racist as an association. But congregations have to do this work themselves, because we do not get top-down leadership from the UUA. They can offer ideas but we have to do the work ourselves and understand what it means for us. And so I am grateful to hear that there are two people here who are on social justice who might be beginning the imaginations of a Black Lives UU of Akatink. Could you, if you're comfortable, raise your arm or stand up? Thank you. This congregation is creating belonging for everyone who needs to hear it the most. And of course, we have more to do. And of course, we need more than two people to lead this effort, so perhaps more people will help you out, especially those of you who have stood up for every other group thus far. Thank you. I know today I have not named all the groups who are facing discrimination, who are physically in danger because of who they are, who lose their jobs and homes because of who they are, If you're part of an unnamed group that is facing this rejection from society, I assure you, I fervently believe you belong here on our journey towards our mission. You belong here. Let us always be creating belonging. In all the beautiful and wonderful ways we create belonging, and especially for those facing injustice, who have fear of hate speech and violence, who are truly unsafe. There is no one-and-done belonging statement, and there is no belonging blanket statement for everyone. For everyone, let us always be finding ways to say, I love you with belonging. Let us say, you belong here. No matter your race or sexual orientation, Your deeper self is seen and validated and wanted. You belong here. No matter your nationality or physical ability, your growth and sustenance are nurtured, accountable, and encouraged here. You belong here. When facing injustice and exploitation, your truth is part of our truth, our mission, is part of your truth. None of this is lost. All of this can still happen here. All of this is emerging here. Let us always, always be creating belonging. Amen. And blessed be.